0: Hello once again and welcome to another fascinating edition of The Brattlecast. Stories about books, old, rare, and out of print. The people who buy, sell, appraise, and collect them. And of course, a first-hand look at all of this stuff from the man who does it every day and lives and loves it, Ken Gloss from The Brattle Bookshop in Boston, 9 West Street. A fantastic spot for tourists or for those of us like me who went over and shopped the other day and had a blast. I got lost myself in the outside parking area with all those books. Well, that's the whole idea, exactly. It, uh,
1: we have, uh, for those who don't know, our store. We have an outside section uh, with probably two to three thousand books that are priced between a dollar and five dollars, and they're out there every day unless it's raining or snowing. Uh, but it's the best sign you can have. Uh, you know, people walk by, they don't have to see the big sign we have that I think is nice, Brattle Bookshop, but just seeing people browsing in the books out there uh, is by far the best sign. And with, with this, I'll, there are a few other things that have come that we didn't plan with that.
0: Well, we'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. Um, i got to just tell you what I bought. I bought a Scott Tarot from 2002 that I had missed, perfect condition. And I picked up the biography, very thick, of Edward R. Murrow, written in the late 80s. Uh, Total 10 bucks for those two amazing books. And I picked up three or four other things, too. I can't remember because they're stacked up and ready to go. But terrific, terrific opportunities.
1: Well, we like that. And and one of the things that we look at is that uh, the way I look at that outside is we get lots of people, people buying shopping bags full, full for, you know, $20, $15. But I I tell my the employees at work that first of all, we we constantly go to estates, um, and that's right. another thing that I'll talk about. But uh, when we bid on estates, a lot of times the people say you're going to take everything, and and you do, but you have to do something with the books that you didn't really want to buy. So I say that outside's like a pressure valve on the store because otherwise we'd just explode
0: books. You would, and and it's great because there are so many things that you know the average customer might not think about. But there's like you say, two to three thousand out there at any given time on a beautiful day, and uh, and you keep that going through much of the year, right? All year, it it
1: it, it can be a hundred degrees out, and it can be zero degrees out. It's only the days that are raining and snowing that we don't put it out. Well. What does slow us down a little is almost every day we have one employee out there sort of pulling things that have been too long because it goes from $5 to $3 to $1 by date, like Filene's basement used to do. <laughs> uh, and uh, I have to admit that it's when it's 70 degrees out and sunny, they're much more willing to spend the whole day out there and enjoy it. Whereas if it's five degrees or a hundred degrees, you can't ask someone to- It it was 95
0: degrees when I was there. It was pretty darn hot, but I had a great time. Anyway, you know, we've come through together, you and I doing this Brattlecast right through the pandemic. We started well before then, and we've kept it going, obviously. And we did a lot of discussion about how it affected all of us, but particularly the book business. So we thought it might be a nice idea. Thank God, since we're sort of mostly out of it now, to see how things have either bounced back or not quite returned to normal. Let's let's take a visit with you through your business. Well, the
1: well, let's put it this way: some things haven't returned to normal, but they're better. Oh, uh, some things it. have, and some of the ideas that we came up with during COVID we're definitely keeping. And but one of the things that's uh, That happened, obviously, the first year where you had to be closed, absolutely closed. I mean, that was a disastrous year for everybody in retail. Mm -hmm. One of the big advantages that I used to at least try to convince myself, I had to keep saying this to myself, is that with used books, you can only sell the book once. So if you get it in and you shut down for three or four months because of COVID and you still have it, you can sell it in April or May, or June, whereas uh, with a lot of other businesses, if you don't fill that hotel room, that night's always gone, or you don't have that meal at the restaurant. That's always there. So That's that a,
0: such a good point, and we, we talk about this a lot. I always mention this to my kids and others. A book is the gift that keeps on giving. You can... Share it. You can pass it down. It, it should never be thrown away, any book, in my opinion. And that's certainly true in your case.
1: Well, absolutely. And, and one of the things that's very nice with it letting up was during the COVID, we were still going out to houses and estates and you always wore a mask well, move 75, 80 boxes of books on a hot day wearing a mask, and we literally would have employees soaking through the mask. Uh, so we're happy to see that back on. But uh, a few things are interesting. Now that it's easing up, uh, some of the employees at work still feel more comfortable with masks on when you know when we have a big crowd. We had put sort of plastic protectors near the register. I don't know how effective it is, but they – I guess, makes people feel better, Uh, and and we've left those up, although sometime soon I hope to remove them. But what's surprising us in a little way is that actually um, it's actually been busier now than it was before COVID started, and uh, I'm not quite sure. Well, there are a couple of theories that we've worked out. The other thing is that I consider very encouraging is the average age of our customer is probably 30 to 40 years younger than it was before COVID. Before COVID, what we'd get in, uh, a lot of regulars who we still want to come back, would be the office workers, Hmm. maybe who'd work downtown 30, 40, 50 years, and during their lunch breaks or after work, if they got out early, they'd be a large part of our base, and it was more male and it was more white. Uh, Since covid You walk in the—well, you were—if you say you were there, you can definitely notice on a crowded day that a lot of the the people are students, high school, college, or even just out of of college. And that really is encouraging for the future because they like books and they're buying books. And it's not a dying phase. And all of these electronics has not stopped them from doing it.
0: Much like the return to— Uh, albums and plastic and discs and so forth, vinyl, I guess you'd say, it's it's a return to something that uh, the kids <laughs> might think of as antiques. But it's it's cool to walk around with a good book and have a good book. I mean, there's still the electronics always, but uh, I love the fact that people are going back to books.
1: Well, it also, if the internet goes down, Or during the day, if the power goes off. Just need a candle. (laughs) I guess it was good enough for Abraham Lincoln and Benjamin Franklin. But other things that that have changed uh, since the pandemic is, and this is a little bit on the unfortunate side, is we're getting a lot more calls to go out to people's estates. And I don't think it's necessarily because there are more people moving or selling books. It's just some of the other competition have not, are not around now. They, they didn't survive it. So we're getting more calls, which means we get more books, which means we have more people who want them. So that's, that's turned out uh, very well for us. Um, and there are, one of the things, too, when we sort of were trying to figure out, why are we getting so many tourists in? And why are we getting so many of them are much younger? And again, I don't know when you were there a few weeks ago on a Saturday, How many people you saw with their iPhones or phones taking pictures of the lot? Quite a few. Well, not only do they take them, they post them online and tag us. And so we have thousands of people that are tagging the Brattle Bookshop and then posting it. And uh, at one – someone had a survey and we were one of the top uh, on Instagram posted places. And we think that's definitely bringing in – huge amounts of people, that it's the place to go in Boston. And that was totally unintentional. Uh, it just happened that way.
0: Well, that, that would correspond to people listening to us all over the world. I mean, you, you can see the numbers and you can see the locations – and it's a, it's a smaller world than ever with all this uh, social media. Isn't that great? Yeah. And, and it's what's cool about that is most of the people that I saw taking pictures were holding up a book, their book, in front of your sign. So everything sort of makes sense. There's a specific book and then a generic sign. Not a generic, but a specific sign that goes along it's with and,
1: it. And what I tell people is that was totally not planned yeah. by us. In other yeah. words, we've always had those outside books. We didn't put them out there so that... Uh, You know, they could post, uh, you know, Instagram. But I tell colleagues if they've got a store and one of the ways that you want to promote the store, build a sculpture out of books. Do something that attracts eyesight that people will snap pictures and and send out to Instagram or TikTok or all of the others. I'm
0: glad you mentioned that because one of the highlights for me, one of the really cool aspects of the outdoor is how you store the books in – constructed uh, uh what would you call them shelves bookshelves book, Sh- book, book shelves that lock up at night but what is interesting about those is the way they are decorated
1: well it, that, that's something else that people have noticed and you know uh when we had these and again it's a little hard to we have two two walls an empty lot and along one wall is one set of bookcases Along the other wall is another set of bookcases. And actually, if you look at the very back of the lot, there's a fenced-in area, but there's a shed. And on the shed is a uh, picture of our dog who used to come into the store. He's not with us anymore. But one of our employees drew that picture. On the left-hand side, when you're looking in, uh, we used to have all those done. And we had an accident uh, about 12 years ago where a crane fell on the, the books. Fortunately, on our side, no one got hurt. The mm. crane operators did. But um, before that, we had a man named Sidewalk Sam. I remember him uh, well. Who used to Legendary. do chalk draw- drawings on the streets, where we became friendly. And he had done a number of the cases. He couldn't do it when we had to redo it, but we got a name, and we had sort of book themes. And then on the right-hand side, one of our employees was a— uh, student, an art student. Now she teaches art. And we said, wouldn't it be fun if we had things that were the spines of books? So we looked in our older Victorian and turn of the century and said this one, this one, this one. And then she went about in a summer as an art project and we paid her well. and, And it actually, the reason we do it, first of all, when people walk by at night, we like it to look pretty. I mean, it's just nice. The other reason we do it, is, in general, graffiti people will not graffiti over other people's artwork. If you leave a blank surface, though, you would be almost every night having people graffiti those signs. I never thought of it that way. So that uh, was—we did it because it looks much better, but we did it with
0: the idea that It also keeps the graffiti Brilliant, brilliant. And you know what it reminds me of, Ken? I don't know if you've ever been to Dublin, have you? No, I haven't been to Dublin. fascinating, beautiful trip I took a few years ago. And there's the James Joyce Museum, among other things, obviously. And I remember, and it's vague now, but I remember seeing those kinds of of drawings and sketches and portraits on the sides of the buildings and so forth that were very uh, bright and catchy and eye-catchy. And it it there's almost a European feel to the store, uh, to, the, right? I mean, yeah, we, well, old it's, school. It's an old-fashioned book used bookstore
1: with yeah. anywhere from a dollar to five and ten <laughs> and twenty up to thousands of dollars. So that's one thing that's changed. And we tend to go off and stray a little in this podcast, oh, which I, hadn't I don't noticed. mind, <laughs> but. Uh, This weekend, my wife and I were walking through the waterfront, and there was a military ship uh, right near the Institute of Contemporary Art, and you usually don't see them in that close. And we looked over on the name of the boat. It was the the uh james joyce so i bet oh. you know what country that military ship was let Yes, guess <laughs>
0: absolutely not censored anymore he's allowed into the waters of boston harbor that way we,
1: well, we didn't get to ask we talked to a few of the sailors but i didn't really get to ask if they had a library with copies of
0: ulysses but
1: that's uh, another thing
0: another change a big one for the better of course is post the covid emergency uh, the kids are back the students are back not only the high schools and all that, but uh, certainly the colleges. And right now you're located, for people who know anything about the area, and for those who don't, you're located in the heart of major college areas, uh, mainly Emerson and Suffolk. They're really surrounding you. Uh and very welcomely. Absolutely. There's a great community. Has that been a, a, a nice change for you? Since? That's,
1: that's actually been uh, great for us, but they were there well before the pandemic. Right. But, yeah, the, the fact that they're there, uh, the fact that they uh, have all of their dorms, and you figure for every uh, student in those dorms, you have one or two sets of parents, depending on the marriage situation, who care about what the street looks like. Uh, I get to work. My my wife likes to joke, and this was during COVID also. Uh, I get to work about 5.30 in the morning. The store closes at 5.30. She says, well, he only works half a day, 12 hours. <laughs> but th- the I used to go in during COVID every day because I needed something to do. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, I'd answer the phone a little and and so on. Of course, now, I go in. You're and busy. Busy. <laughs> and there are, there's a lot more traffic. I can't walk straight down Boylston Street in the middle of the street and expect no cars. So that's come back a lot. Uh, the traffic, I have to allow for traffic now when I make an appointment to go out and see people. One of the things, though, that it's interesting that um, myself and we changed during COVID and the employees at the store absolutely love is we used to have an absolutely open policy. Anyone who wants to bring in a book, we'd look at it. You know, if it was Mm. all saleable, make an offer. And what would happen on a lot of that was, first of all, you'd get some people who were maybe street people and so on, and they come in with brand-new books, and you sort of say, well, you know, where did that come from? Mm. You know, was it from the Harvard Bookstore? Was it from Barnes & Noble? So we don't worry about that as much. And you'd also get people come in and they'd have a book and they'd feel it was worth thousands of dollars, which it wasn't. And you tell them that and they'd get upset. And most of our bad reviews, now we get almost all good reviews, but most of the bad reviews on TripAdvisor or, or Yelp were always they don't pay enough. They weren't nice about it. They weren't nice about the books. Mm -hmm. COVID, what we did was we instituted a policy that you can do nowadays where we have people send a picture, even if it's shelves. In other words, three, four shelves of books or 10 or 20, send a picture. We'll look at the picture. We'll tell you how interested we are. We'll give you usually a ballpark figure of what we'll pay, or we'll tell you we're not interested in that has made it so much better because we only get people in who we actually want to see the books. And you have so many less people saying, well, I came in here and you're only offering me this much. And so that's a policy that post-COVID we're definitely keeping. And,
0: and what about uh, staff? you got a great crew, but have you had trouble uh, staffing or have you kept the same folks? Tell me about that.
1: Well, uh, th- we have two managers and they've been with the store, one of them over 20 years, one mm. almost 12, 15 years. So they've, they've been steady. My wife still comes in. Uh, she's steady she, as she, a rock. She, she's steady she's as a rock. She's not going anywhere. Well, she'd be the one maybe who would like <laughs> me to go. Uh, po- well, one of the post-pandemic things that we made a deal that when this loosened up and you could travel more, that I would work, and it's really hard work, that I would say, Okay, you want to, We want to take a trip here. Uh, we're planning one to Croatia. She's always wanted to go, and it sounds interesting. Or let's go out to the Finger Lakes. And so I promised her and myself that once this started weighing down a little, and that you didn't have to uh, get tested every minute, uh, you still have the thing that we would work at making time to actually go on vacation. And when you love what you do, that's actually a lot of work. So that's a post-COVID thing that uh, I'm uh, I'm definitely going to be doing. Um, and it's it's interesting, but people are coming in. The store is busy. It's much younger. We're still getting lots of calls. Uh, people are moving, uh, and uh, we still get good books in. And in uh, one way or the other, uh, they sell now. We did do a little bit more online business during COVID because you didn't Mm. have as many customers. We're actually cutting back on that because we get so many people coming in, the retail. We want the people who make the effort to have them actually get first choice in looking, and that's working out well. So we survived it. We've changed a few minor things in it. Uh, We're still enjoying it, and... uh, and hopefully, we won't have to deal with it again.
0: Here, here. Thank you, sir. Ken Gloss, proprietor of the Brattle Bookshop. Don't forget, you can go to the website brattlebookshop.com to find out all kinds of stuff. And uh, do follow them on Instagram, as thousands across the world are doing. Ken, thank you so much. Well, thank you. It's fun to do.